You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 19. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. Are you already part of Bless Nation? Well, if not, stop by our website. Come to yourblesslife.com and join us for regular insights and teachings and resources that I know will bless your life. We'd love for you to be part of Bless Nation today. Jay Marsh here, and it's great to be with you today. And I want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. So let's get right into it. Today, our guest for this episode is Susan Marsh. And well, Susan is a gal from Texas. Susan is a wife. She's a mother. She just happens to be my mother. <laughs> she is a grandmother. She is a child of the Most High God. And she lives here in San Antonio. So I get the honor of, of seeing my mom on a regular basis. And it's a wonderful thing. So, all right. So, Susan, we know a little bit about you. We know that you are a wife. We know that you're a mother, a grandmother. We know that you're from Texas and specifically that you live here in San Antonio. I do. So tell us something about yourself that maybe folks don't necessarily know. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I've been excited about being on it. And I guess if you have met me and known me for very long, I'm pretty much an open book. Real easy to get to know, and I just love to be around people. I love people. I just my joy is spending time and just loving people. And with that, it's through the my faith and my love for the Lord. He gives me that desire to feed His Word in a way maybe maybe no one has ever heard, and just. That's pretty much my goal is to show the love and to express his love. And with that, it just makes me want to, I don't mean a stranger. I just want to talk to everybody. Yeah. Not, not knowing a stranger is a great way to, to share the love of God, share the love of God, share the love of Christ that's in you and to be that, that light that shines within us when God is in us. So I second that, that you do not know a stranger. <laughs> so you know, with your background of just being a, a a mother, I mean, you're a semi-retired, semi-retired real estate agent, your background as a mother, as a wife, as a grandparent, and even from your real estate career, I, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that we could talk about today. But before we get into the three pillars of the show, I guess the one thing that comes to my mind that I want to talk about is I want Bless Nation to know that not only are you just an awesome mom and a great woman and a great child of God, but you really are and have been the the spiritual matriarch for our family. And I think that anyone that has been in our family, that's been associated to our family, knows that in a very short matter of time. If we were handing out torches in this family, <laughs> you would be holding that spiritual matriarch torch. You know what I mean? 
Well, I've just been so blessed to be given the hunger for God's Word. And when I was a young lady, I always knew who Jesus was and had um, believed in Jesus and, and had strong beliefs. But as I got older, and especially after I got married and had two children, I have two children, and after I got older, I got to wanting more and wanting more for my children, just knowing a little bit wasn't enough. So I started getting into the Word and studying the Word and hungry for the Word. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to tell the world. And it was real hard for me to grow. And then because I am a people person, just go tell everybody. But the thing was, I learned as I went, you can't do that. You can't expect everybody to be where you are and feel how you feel at that moment. And so through my process of learning and spending time with the Lord, I learned to settle down a little bit and not to be on the attack. Anxious, yeah. <laughs> so anxious and on the attack. So when they, they say, oh, here she comes, let's run. <laughs> I had to learn, you know, to be a little bit more considerate and, and think about where I once was and how it would scare me for someone just come bombard me, come bombard me like yeah. I felt like doing to somebody, especially family. And so... Yeah, those closest was, to us. Yeah, it was those. a journey because I had to learn a lot about... I can't expect them to be where I am right now, but I can pray about it and I can plant seeds. And so with time and with prayer and learning and spending time with the Lord, I saw I saw the growth in myself. I still do and in my family. And it's just wonderful and awesome. Just awesome. Well, good. I want to talk a little bit more about that and, and specifically about that daily walk in Christ. Would that be all right with you? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So for today's show, we're going to hit these three major pillars. And we've talked about these pillars before you and I. So their faith is the first pillar. We've got hope is the second one. And then that final pillar is is promise. And then after we touch on those three things, we'll sprinkle in a few nuggets of wisdom is what I like to refer to. So are you ready to get started? You bet. Okay. Well, let's start off with faith. So With each struggle or with each challenge in life, there comes an opportunity for God to do a mighty work in our life, to to tell us, I'm going to ask you, tell us about a time when in your faith you felt like maybe it was stretched or maybe it was even a time where you were in that proverbial pit. You know, there's been more than one, but the main one that comes to my mind or the first one that comes to my mind is what we heard it called the empty nest syndrome. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah. And I remember when you graduated and moved away from home, it was hard. It was real hard. But I still had your sister at home. And then when she left, which was about a year, year, year and a half to two years later, oh, my gosh, it was just me and your dad. And I thought, what am I going to do with all this time? Because I just seemed like I was always doing things to, to help y'all out and running y'all around and doing stuff. And I just had a lot of time on my hands. And I guess that's when the Lord gave me the time to get into the Word because I was just, I'd cry at night when I go close the door and lock it up at night thinking, well, Lisa's not going to be here tonight. So it was just sad, a sad time. So I took that time 
thank the Lord that he gave me that wisdom. And I took the time and started reading my Bible and studying it and, and finding out how to, to get that strength and that sadness, you know, and that gloom and doom taken away from me. And by do, doing that, it helped so much. And I sort of wanted to go to a Bible study and doing all that. And I did. And I asked your dad, of course, I wanted him to go and he, no, he didn't want to do it. He said, no, I could, you know, he's real sweet. You go ahead and go, but I'm not going. And, oh, I want him to go so bad. And so I come home and I'd say, tell him what was said and done. And I wanted him to feel the way I felt, but he didn't want to hear it really. He just wanted me to go and let me enjoy it. And so one night I was getting ready to leave to go to my Bible study. And he was getting dressed to go somewhere. And I said, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to go with you to Bible study. Well, my mouth just dropped, dropped my false teeth if I'd had any. And so he went with me and one thing led to another and he kept start going, started going with me and he started knowing, getting to know the people at Bible study and made him feel more comfortable. And we started reading the word together and learning the word. And it's just grown from then. And it's helped us both grow in our faith. And that's how I started just getting into the word and learning. And the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. And I just can't get enough of it. And by doing that, it gives me so much peace and comfort. And that's what he wants for us. Yeah, you know, I've, I've come across that in my, in my time that I've spent coaching couples in marriage, that transition that mm, empty yeah. nest syndrome is big. And I was going to ask you and you, I didn't have to, cause you went right into it. And my question was, well, how do you handle that? How do you go from a, a home that's buzzing and mm -hmm. it's busy and there's a lot of activity and maybe, maybe not a whole lot of conversation, maybe not a whole lot of communication between the two of you as husband and, and wife and sometimes couples have to rekindle that. Was that true with you two? Was there this quietness that you two had to work on? Oh, yes. First of all, you know, your dad's very, very quiet. And I'm the talker. And he's just a listener. And he, he just doesn't talk. And so you and Lisa were at home. Well, I was just talking to y'all all the time because I could. And y'all always be listening and giving me the chance to do all my talking. Well, then when y'all left, it was like, dead silence in the house. And I thought, oh my, who am I going to talk to? And who is this man? It was like almost a stranger because I had kind of set him on the back burner while the children was at home, which I later realized that was wrong. But I think a lot of couples do that because you're so involved with your children that you do kind of sit your husband on the back burner. And with the way dad was, he didn't mind it because he was the kind of guy that kind of liked to sit back and watch anyway. But then when y'all were gone, it affected me more. And then it made me realize, thank the Lord, that I had set him on the back burner and it was time for me to get to know him again. And start So how did you do that? Tell us, how, how did you bring him to the front of the burner? Giving him more attention that I didn't give him when the kids were home. You know, oh, I remember one thing that was really fun, writing him notes in the morning. I'd write him notes, cute notes, sweet notes, you know, love you, have a great day, or put something in his lunchbox, just a sweet note. And kind of like y'all recording each other again. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was different and it was sweeter because I had 
turned my path more on the children, you and Lisa, than I did on him. And he, you know, with his personality and his way, he never complained. He just went along with it. And then when y'all were gone, I realized, look what I've done. I've, you know, I've got all this time. I lived all this time in my life with the children and my husband's been working and I haven't given him all of the attention he deserves. And so the reason I know, the reason I learned this was by going to Bible study and getting in the word and, and, you know, you hear and learn faith by other people telling their story. Yeah. Well, and I know that you gave him that space and you kind of alluded to that earlier that although you wanted him to come and you asked him to come, you gave him that space. And I suspect you let God do the work in him. So when he was ready, like that one day, he started getting ready to go with you to Bible study. That's exactly what I did. I had talked to the pastor would come to our little Bible study because it was a small church. And I, I would talk to him about, oh, I want my husband to come. And I, I talked to him about it. But I, he told me just to, you know, leave him be. And that, you know, he was more than glad for me to go. But just, you know, for me to kind of stay off him. And my little sweet pastor said, well, do that. Stay, you know, stay off of his case and pray about it and ask God to take care of it. And I prayed about it. And that's exactly what happened. And it was just exactly what happened. I mean, that night he was dressing for instead of just to be lounging around and was dressing to go somewhere. When he said he was going with me, oh, I wanted to just uh, go in the bathroom and holler hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord i did <laughs> yeah. i wanted to i thought this is this is the way he said to do it and it does work wow you know that's really cool because this story of faith it it has some elements of of some hope in it in the end because of this situation where you got to see your husband say you know what i'm going with you tonight and so there's there is a a proverbial story of hope here, but I want to ask you to dive a little bit deeper into a, into a, another story of hope, if you will, because fortunately for us, scripture says that joy comes in the morning and there are times, there are days, there are seasons where we get that hope renewed. So I want us to talk about another time of hope. Can we do that? Sure. And you know, my hope by learning and experiencing what I had experienced with the empty nest syndrome helped me have a different kind of hope. The kind of hope that I know that if I hope for something, that it would help me peacefully and turn to God with that hope. And I had an unusual, very unusual thing happen. My son-in-law called and he told me that my daughter, your sister, was in the hospital and had to have emergency surgery that her her uh, intestines had perforated. Well, being the nursing background, I knew that was serious. I knew it was just a matter of time because the toxins get in your whole body. And normally, I would have fallen apart and I would have, well, I, I just would have been a fright. I'd have been crying. I'd have been, but I knew I had the hope that God was going to take, oh, I, I kept telling myself I couldn't get there quick enough. Then I thought to myself, God will take care of her. God will do what he needs to do there for her. And he gave me that hope to know that he's going to do what he needs to do, and I need to trust him. And so 
with that hope, I knew she was going to be okay and that I just needed to trust him and believe in him. And so that hope calmed me down, gave me peace. And when I got to the hospital, the surgery was over and the doctor had came out and he said, everything went fine. She's doing great. And so, like I said, have a nursing background. I said, how much time did she have? And he said, maybe two hours. That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. You know, it's, it's awesome. Sometimes we get to see on the, the other side, we get to see that breakthrough. We get to see the other side of a struggle. We get to see God's hand work in a way that just has his handprint all over it. it oh, just, it it's, did. it's that proverbial breakthrough. It did. And what an, what an awesome way it was to get to see his hand work in your life. And not only in your life, but in, in your, in Lisa, in your daughter's life as well. Well, in my son-in-law, you know, my son-in-law was, was, uh, I know it, it was a seed and gave him hope to see the kind of hope and trust that I had in the Lord that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And to focus on, on the hope that he gives us and not the problem. And I know it helped my son-in-law because he even said, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I said, the hope of the Lord will get you, get you through it. Knowing his word and getting involved and having a relationship with him and hearing his word gives you that hope. And it gives you the hope of peace and comfort that you can't get from the world or from anywhere. It's only from the Lord you can get it from. Yeah, it's that, it's that reassurance that it is when life happens, God is willing and he's able to show up in our life in a big and a mighty way, just like he did for you. He did. And I think he also gave my son-in-law a peek of what he can have if he just will receive it. We all can have it. Well, speaking of receiving it, that's a great segue. I didn't even set you up for it. (laughs) But let's talk about receiving. And in particular, the third pillar. And that third pillar is promise. So we've talked about faith and how those struggles, those times of, of stretching can actually prepare us for a time of hope. And that's really, I think, what we're seeing here in your two stories. But as we go into promise, this third pillar, it's in these promises of God that we can really have the hope to start with. And it is. So if you're looking for a way to strengthen and to grow that hope, we really, we don't have to look any farther than the promises of God. That's true. So when you know that God's promises for your life are there, you can't help but to look forward to that glorious future. It actually, it fuels your hope, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It It absolutely does. Because in his word, it says he promised us to receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit guide us and lead us. And so if you'll follow that prompting, that promise comes to pass. It's just knowing it and receiving it. Well, you said when it comes to his word. So obviously there's a lot of promises that are within his written word, within the Bible. Oh, yes. So many of our favorite scriptures, of course, are found in the Bible that are actually promises. So I want to ask you, Susan, if, if you'll share with us a scripture or a promise that guided you during these times of faith and hope. 
Well, one thing he says, I don't remember the, the exact scripture, but I just know it by heart that he says. Those are the best kinds sometimes. <laughs> he'd never leave me or forsake me. Yeah. So I knew at any time and still know at any time I can come to him and talk to him and ask him for that peace and that comfort and that hope that I need. And he gives it to me and he can give it to any of us that just come to him. And I know through his word, so many of his promises, like he promised the Holy Spirit, he promised uh, through faith that he, you know, he saved us, through, gave us salvation through faith. And just so many, so many promises, hundreds. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing how that scripture has really blessed your life. And something you said, it's so important. When we're in the word, sometimes it just, it's filed away in our spirit for that right time when we need it. And that's exactly what happened with you. I see oh, that yes. when you needed it, that verse popped up and it may not have been this, you may have not known the exact verse number, the exact book, but you knew the point the scripture, behind it yes. and the truth behind it and how it could be a blessing to your life in a time of need. So I, I love that, that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. What a, mm. what a pillar of, of, of hope oh, yes. and strength that that is. Absolutely. You know, I want to share something, Susan, with, with our listeners here at Blessed Nation. And that is God knows our heart. Just like he knew Susan's heart, he knew exactly what she needed when she needed it. When you're going through difficult time times, you can stand on God's promises. And so I just, Lord, I thank you for the faith that we have in you and for the hope that we have in you. And I want to thank you for the promises that you have available for us that are already yes when we receive them into our life. So before, Susan, we move into the, the nuggets of wisdom round, I want to ask a question to our listeners here. Have you, if you've enjoyed the show so far, let us know. In fact, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. It's easy to do. It's something you can do with just the click of a button. If you're on your mobile device or if you're on your, your laptop, your desktop, from inside the podcast app in iTunes, just click on that purple subscribe button. It's right at the top of the show page. And when you do that, you can keep an eye out for our next episode. And, and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's move into the, the nugget round, the, uh, the nuggets of wisdom round. You know, Susan, one of my favorite reads in the Bible is the book of Proverbs. Me too. And, I, and I love it because it's practical application in the ways of God. So in this final segment of the show, what I'd like to do is have you share a few nuggets of wisdom with us. Would, would that be all right? That'd be great. And I've got kind of a funny story since you're my son. I know you'll remember it because you've spoke it before as a testimony somewhere. I just remember you saying it. But I remember putting your Bible on the bed and always having it open to certain verses. <laughs> yeah, you were doing that. And <laughs> in, in Proverbs to you. Right. right. And that's now as a grown why. man, yeah, that's now true. as a grown man, you remember that. You never forgot those little tidbits, nibbles, little whatever seeds that I would put on the bed. And I'd always try to kind of go along with your time and age frame and put it on there, you know. And and I remember as a grown man, you later had mentioned you remember those things. And so his, you know, his word says, 
that his word is never returns void. Oh, you took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> so I saw it from my own eyes. I saw it with my own eyes from the time you were probably in elementary school until you graduated from high school. All those little seeds and little things I would do for you and Lisa and how those words didn't return void. And I think that's why you're such a godly man to this day. Yeah, well. Give the glory right back to him. Because Absolutely. All to him. All that's to where him. it comes from. That's right. He gave me the, the hunger and me, used me as a vessel, and he continues to, and I give him all the glory. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go into a, a few nugget questions. So here's the first one for you. Big or small, share one thing with us that's on your heart right now or in this general time in your life that you're grateful for or that you're praising God for? One thing. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one because there's so many. This is a real big thing to me because I'm a grandmother. And so I got to go and watch my two grandsons in the church program Wednesday night. And all the children there, and there were a lot, they had a little pageant program. And they, it was all on Christmas and Jesus and his birth. And it was the cutest, sweetest thing. And I don't really know how old the children were. I'd say the first group were pre-K and kindergarten. They did their sweet thing and then they left. And then the little older ones came in. And my first grandson was in the first group in kindergarten. My second grandson was in third. And that just, just made me realize and make me think of how grateful and thankful I was for the love that God gives me through my grandchildren and through my children. And uh, he's given me the wisdom to know that he's first, that God's first. And when he's first, he's going to bring you so many promises because you, because you know them and you receive them because you know them and you ask for them. And you, you can't ask for something you don't know. And so I was just sitting there thinking, Lord, you have given me so much. I'm, I couldn't, you know, I was just so grateful, so happy that I had that opportunity that they had the, the, my children, my grandchildren there. I had my son and his wife there, you. And it was just, it was just a kind of blessing and gratefulness that I had. I know that's not much of a wisdom thing, but it's just. Well, no, that answers the question. Just you know, something that's on your heart yeah, that you're grateful for. It's just so, uh, I was just so grateful and it was just so sweet. And I was just so grateful and thankful that I had that time to see that pageant with my grandchildren in it. And then the other children's were precious and then got to spend the time sitting there with my daughter-in-law, my son and his, her parents. It was just awesome. And there's just so many things like that every single day, every single day. There's something, if you, if you will acknowledge it, there's something every single day that God has out there for us to be so beautiful and grateful. Great. I love it. I love it. Okay. So our next question for you, Susan, is share with us one way that you really like to be a blessing to other people. Now, there's so many ways, but I'll name one is just uh, being a light in, in dark places where people haven't had maybe the opportunity. What do you mean? Give us an example. Well, one day a lady in the grocery store, she seemed like she was short on money. And I just told the cashier lady, 
I'd like to take care of that. And the the little lady, she was in a, a cart, you know, one of those electric carts, the little, what do you call them, scooter cart. And she was just so grateful and thankful. And just little things like that. I love to be a blessing to do that. You know, if somebody just needs help, you know, for anything, if I can help, I want to help. I just so want to show. I want to yeah. show that light. So if you see the opportunity, you you recognize it and you act on it. Oh, I love to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, next thing, tell us one thing or share one thing with us that you do regularly, just one thing that you do to further your walk and to strengthen your walk in Christ. Every morning, I read the word and pray and, and give God thanks for that day and, and just spend time with him, spend quite a bit of time with him do it every day. I mean, there may be some days I may be out of town and don't spend as much time, just me and him, or, but not spend time talking to him all the time. But that's, that's the main thing. That's what keeps me on my, that's what I do. What, you know, I've always heard the saying, what you don't feed, what you don't feed dies. So I keep feeding, I keep eating the word. Well, that's a great way to start the day, isn't it? It is. It, it, it makes the day. Okay. Awesome. So I want you to share with us one book that has really blessed some area of your life. And it can be, it can be in your faith. It can be in your relationships, your health, your finances, your business, any area of your life. But share with us a book. There's that, many, but the last book was Caroline Leaf. And that's about, and the name of it is Who Switched Off My Brain? <laughs> And she's got a new one that who switched on my brain. And it just talks about all about our thoughts. Yeah, and that sounds that's, like a good that's book. the book. Her name's Caroline Leaf. Well, I'm glad to hear that she wrote a sequel to Shutting Off Your Brain so you can turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. I recommend it to anyone. Okay. Awesome. Well, here's our last question, Susan, for the wisdom round. And this final question is simply this. What has you most excited right now about your life? And it may be related to your walk in Christ. It may be something in your health, in your job. But what what's going on in your life right now that's got you most excited? Well, definitely my walk with Christ. That's always the top of the list. And then this time of the year, you know, everybody just seems to be a little more humble and giving because of Christmas. And I wish it could be that way all year round. And then my family will all get together. Your sister and her family's coming down and we all get together and spend time together. So right now that's what is making me really happy. Yeah. It is a great time of the year. It is. It is. Well, you know, as we conclude this, this time together, what's a good way for folks to connect with you? I mean, if, if folks are out there and they're on the web, how could they find Susan Marsh? On my Facebook. All right. So facebook.com slash Susan Marsh, I presume. Yes. I would love to hear from anybody. Oh, awesome. Well, it's been so much fun. It, it's kind of just been like a one of our regular conversations. <laughs> it, is. it has been. With maybe a little, you know, structure, but I, I enjoyed it so much. And thank I you for too. being on the show with us today. And Bless Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, do us a huge favor. Would you leave us a review? If you'll go to the iTunes store, if you'll click that search icon that says Your Blessed Life and click on the cover art, you'll see the picture of Your Blessed Life and the picture of me on there. Click on that 
and then you'll see click rating and reviews and then you can write your review from there you just tap on the number of stars that you want to rate the show with and and you're done and bless nation i want to thank you for tuning in to the show today and i look so forward to sharing that next episode with you and i want you to remember until that next time we're together that god loves you and he wants to bless you <laughs>